Where is my? I needed my horn for the 1996. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! So you know what I was thinking about watching this movie today? Actually, I was thinking about the TikTok I sent you about the 2000s prom. <laughs> yes. Oh my god! Oh my gosh. Yes. Over and over and over. <laughs> I was like the fashion. The fashions. Oh. You could not. My dress anything. was satin was too. <laughs> yeah, I had a white satin dress too. Hey. Baby, the satin had a chokehold. <laughs> it did. I had these um ostrich feathers around my dress. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. like, I was thinking because like satin was the thing back then. But like, if you look at all of our prom stuff, like now at least from like what 2012 to like even now it's a lot of velvet a lot of people are wearing velvet mm-hmm. like we were or really... lace or like lacy dresses yeah like lace and velvet wait we're sitting there in the middle of what may or the beginning of may in velvet <laughs> <laughs> in heavy velvet <laughs> outside oh, actually, my, um, when i think about it my after prom outfit was satin too oh wow oh, yeah wow both of them were <laughs> My after prom outfit was some pajamas. <laughs> See how times have changed. Yeah. I watched that <laughs> repeatedly and I fell all the way out when he said, Oh, the pregnant girls was eating prom. Yes. <laughs> the belly exposed. I love the girls that brought the kids. Like I'm just yes. like, Yeah, the baby the baby gets the party too. Matching outfits uh- and all. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Murder Board Podcast. I'm your host, Gail Hailstorm. <laughs> Tonight, I am joined with Roderick. Hello. Zaria. Hi. And back for season five, Mom. Welcome back, Mom. Hey. <laughs> new year, new season. And tonight, we will be discussing a few things. I want to talk a bit about a new movie that came out a while ago. And then uh, just some updates on what I've been watching. And then we're going to obviously talk about scary movie from 2000 so if you haven't seen this movie can't can't imagine that you haven't but if you haven't (laughs) spoiler warning i guess can you spoil this movie i don't know but just in case spoiler warning you know i hope you enjoy our little show here but yes okay full disclosure this was not the first pick of the movie i had originally planned i wanted us to do cry wolf i don't know if anyone have seen that or remember that movie at all it's um it had jared paralecki in it and a few other people but basically it was about a it was a murder mystery scream style but it took place at like a uh a private school and it was it had to dealt with like uh, online like message boards i wanted to do that but um they wanted me to pay 15.99 for it and so i was like well what's free <laughs> and <laughs> on my list i had us um on my like backup list scary movie was like the next one i had coming up and i was like well let me see if this is streaming somewhere and luckily HBO Max has it streaming, so that's why we're here. Um, I've been wanting to talk about this movie for a while, just because ever since we did the first Scream movie, I know Savannah and Shelton were like, well, we got to revisit that one. I was like, well, one day, one day. Truth be it, though, despite my witty charm and everything, I'm not actually the biggest comedy person, at least by myself. I don't know about you guys about the comedy genre, but 
overall for me if i'm by myself you won't really catch me looking at comedy unless it's like a tv show but even that's kind of off and on unless it's like animated comedy i like animated comedy a lot but as far as like comedy movies i tend to only watch those in like groups or when i'm with people because it, it just works better for me but when i'm by myself I, I don't know. I just, it, I'm not drawn to it very much. I don't really think about it. Like, uh, my brother loves comedy, so he'll watch it all day. But me personally, I'm like, eh, if I'm not with like friends or family, I won't give it a second thought. But what about you guys? I'm exactly the same way. Same. I'm the exact, like, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, huh, I don't watch comedy movies by myself. It's always with a group of friends. I never watch it like alone really except for the proposal but that's because it's sandra bullock and ryan reynolds not ryan yeah ryan reynolds <laughs> but that's about it but other than that yeah i don't i don't watch comedy specials by myself like no com- like i might watch a comedic show but i can always take so much of it before i turn on some drama yeah i'm exactly the same way walter that is funny <laughs> <laughs> That is now, when you mentioned uh, Sandra Bullock, Z, I will watch Heat over and over. Uh, <laughs> but maybe stand up. Oh yeah, I watch that repeatedly. Maybe a stand up. I will do stand ups by myself. But other than that, Walter, I promise you, I'm your mom. <laughs> the same exact way. Oh, that is amazing, man. I, heat. That is a memory right there. Because I, when you oh, said I love that, heat. when you said that, I immediately thought of the joke about the albino <laughs> detective. Yeah. <laughs> You look a little pale there. You, you yeah, <laughs> his high pitched voice. <laughs> what about you, Roderick? How do you feel about the comedy genre? Um, honestly, just like after hearing the whole conversation, I feel a little bit like the oddball because it's so funny. <laughs> I watch a lot of comedies just by myself, and I enjoy them with a the group. But I think it's because the comedy genre in general for me is very feel good. So I can watch a comedy like you know, Scary Movie or White Chicks or Bridesmaids just by myself and just have a really good time. An even better time with people. So I do enjoy them on my lonesome. And, and I guess it's kind of like different. Yeah, and that's great. And I feel like a lot of our friends, like I know Sheldon, Emery, Savannah, they'll they'll watch a comedy just like on a whim. Like they'll, you know, I count Shrek as a comedy. They'll throw on Shrek or yeah. you know, or um I know Sheldon would just throw on something random. But like I, I don't know. It's just when it comes to like comedy, if I'm not thinking about it, I'm not too into it. Um but you know, a, a big example relating back to my mom, like I won't pick out a comedy movie if anyone asked me to, but I will never not be like, OK, if we're all in a group, let's find something to watch. And I know one of my favorite memories actually is is people hate this movie for some reason, which I get it. But remember when we watched uh, That's My Boy for the first time? <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite, like, just mini memories that we've had. Because that movie, whenever it's on, I think about it, and I'm like, okay, that makes me laugh. I'll sit down and watch it. It's one of my favorite, like, Adam Sandler movies. It shouldn't be, but yes. it's insane. <laughs> oh, I love That's My Boy. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, man. So, yeah, I just wanted to, like, bring that in. Because I feel like comedy is something that this podcast hasn't fully leaned into. I mean, we do comedy. We, we talk comedy, but we're mostly just making fun of bad movies or just old movies. Um, but as it's very hard, or at least in my opinion, it's very hard to critique or talk about a comedy movie without having to just repeat the jokes. Um, yeah. Because most comedies have a very like basic plot, and so you don't really dive into it very much. But most comedies are pretty good. 
I will say that I tend not to like comedy sequels very much either because I just yeah they there's they rarely crack those. Uh, my biggest example would be like Twenty One Jump Street. Love Twenty One Jump Street. Twenty Two Jump Street. Oh, it's the first movie in reverse. Okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's that's not much there. I didn't care for the other Hangovers. Yeah, like I like I like Hangover Part Two, but then the third one was like, oh, let's do it again, and I'm like, oh, but it- yeah, it was <laughs> yeah, I would agree. It's more it was the third one that was just like, okay, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but, I have um, a question. Yeah, go ahead. So I know that comedies is kind of. I mean, you just explained your opinion about them, but what about Walter black comedies like uh, Black Christmas, for example, or Jennifer's Body? Things that are horror, but they definitely have funny elements. What are your stance on those? So I'm actually glad you brought that up because that'll be a topic we'll dive into much later this year when we get into Jennifer's Body and like Bride of Chucky. But just the short of it, I I like black comedy to a to a point. And I'm not the, despite my love for the genre, I'm not the biggest horror comedy person. So, um, mm-hmm. and this is because I'm I'm pretentious is all out there. So I don't know. My basic thing, and I honestly, this is a question that I would have to have Shelton here because the balance that because he would be able to explain my thoughts back to you guys in a more intelligible way because he understands. But um, basically. Um, when it comes to like black comedy, if it is something like uh satire driven, like um, like Black Christmas, like you know either either or the original or the remake, then I I can get into it. You know that's my style. I mean Jennifer Body, Jennifer's Body is what I would lean towards. Um, oh, if we get into something like Shaun of the Dead, like that's a little bit too like slapstickish for me. Yeah. That's where I would kind of like lean off a bit. Like, you know, we talked about, um, were you on, um, what was it? The movie we did last year that everybody liked. And everybody I was like, uh, what was it? Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Were you on that? Yeah. One? Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. a lot of my same thoughts there. Whereas like, if it's not too much for me to grasp onto, then I just kind of get questionable about it. So, but like I can watch Bride of Chucky all day because that's my style of like humor, like very meta. I guess it just depends on the style of the movie, but I'm not less slapstick, more of like conversational as what I would bring it down to. But again, I would have to like have a whole like therapy session to like really get that my thoughts out there. Uh, okay, cool. Thank you for explaining. All right. Uh, just some quick things here because I just I haven't had time to like explain this or get my thoughts out there. But um, so a couple of weeks ago, as of this recording um m night Shyamalan, people know one of my favorite directors did come out with a new movie called knock at the cabin i did watch it and i liked it i liked it a lot um it's not his best but um it's kind of in his in the middle of his movies there i will put it on the same level as like uh like i will put it on the same level as like glass and glass is kind of okay but it's not as good as split or unbreakable but um it's kind of like a little below the village a little bit and, oh. <laughs> and uh, I, I like the village a lot but you know it, it wasn't bad but it wasn't his like breathtaking good or wasn't as laughably good as like something like old or lady in the water but it was a good time if you want some like time to kill he makes very short movies for some reason but if you want some like a little bit of like an hour to kill and just see what 
is going on, I would recommend it for that reason. Um, okay. Yeah, that that's about it. Uh, other than that, uh, Zarya, I have you as you know, Zarya. I've started my rewatch of Avatar: The Last Airbender. I am in. I'm actually towards the end of season one now, so I should be starting season two soon. I'm like, I'm like, they're almost at the. Uh, southern is this the southern water tribe that they go to? At the That's end? almost at the northern water tribe. Okay, so yeah, I'm like, oh, so they're going to the north. Okay, so I'm yeah, almost from, there. Yeah, uh, Sokka and Katara are from the southern water tribe. Okay, yeah, I'd so and again, we're, I'm we're building up to this big episode I have planned for this series, but I just wanted to let everybody know that I am rewatching it, and there's so much that is flooding back to me when it comes to watching this show. To, now that I am an adult, I'm, this is my first time watching it as an adult. I've watched Korra as a few times as an adult, so I yeah. related to it. So going back to like the beginning, beginning of it all, man, oh man, I, I, I'm, I'm not struggling, but I'm like, wow, <laughs> there's a lot mm. that I feel like that could have been like summed up. But each episode is so important, and it's just such a weird feeling to being like, okay, I'm an adult. I'm critiquing this children's show that I know matures as the show goes on. So those early episodes feel very, like, kiddie-ish. I didn't realize yeah, how kiddie it felt. But even in the first season, as they are moving forward, like, I just finished uh, a few days ago the water the water bending scroll, which it feels like a one-off episode, mm-hmm. but you learn a lot about every uh-huh. a lot and then you know i didn't realize that they introduced the whole like conflict of the comet so early on and i'm like wow this is a lot of like setup but um it's it's overall i'm having a fun time and a weird time rewatching this series because just for context i remember when the series premiered and mom this is going to be a bit of a throwback for you but i remember ex- the mm-hmm. day it premiered and watching the first episode live because this show this cartoon premiered when we were in columbus actually um it was mm, the same day mm. as it came on right after the kids choice awards and i remember sitting yep. in your room and <laughs> watching this as you were like cooking downstairs and i think christian was outside <laughs> but uh 2005 yeah so i i remembered watching that those first two episodes because they they did it like as a back-to-back piece but yeah kids choice Awards went off avatar came on boom Bit a big hit. Mm, wow. All right. Um, we're gonna go ahead and take our first break unless you guys have anything you want to add. I do. Yes. Yeah, have you seen has have you guys seen Smile? No. Oh, get out. Oh, Walter. There's a horror, there's a new one on Prime. It's called Smile. This is different. Ooh. This is different. This is good. All right. Looks like it's, we're gonna be it's, it's a psychological thing. It's like a psychological thriller for sure, but it's it's real like maniacish. Oh, you gotta, you guys gotta check it out. It's really good. Definitely, I definitely did. I know people keep ref um, referring. People, I have heard of it. People have re- recommended it to me, so I just need to find okay. time to watch it. It's on my list though, but I, I know exactly okay, what you're good. talking about. I should good, get it soon. But um, yeah. It, I, I know that was like one of the most popular movies last year or towards the end of okay. last year. We're going to take our first break. Enjoy this clip that I found. Hopefully it's not going to get us canceled and uh, we'll be right back. <laughs> I got to find a clip that's usable. <laughs> you 
sex-starved convicts just waiting for a fresh piece of meat? Hey, you're right, Cindy. Maybe we should call the police. Oh, yeah, that's a great idea, Ray. What about Brenda? How you think she wants to go to jail? Uh -huh. This is manslaughter, okay? We're all gonna fry for this. We're looking at 10 to 15 years. Shut up, Bobby! Alcohol! It's okay, I'm fine. So Nobody Look, we'll get rid of the body. Yeah. Unnecessary. Yeah, now you're thinking. All right, all right. We'll dump him in the ocean. Not the ocean, the pier. Yes, I'll be yeah, leaving yeah, now. Yeah, that's yeah. a great okay, idea. We'll take him What about the, the alcohol? We'll, we'll get rid of it. Come on, it'll be all right. Absolutely. Come on, hurry up. Let's get go. In the truck. I won't have anything to do with this. Shut up, Cindy. Come on. We'll just pretend it never happened. You know, like the time we got drunk and we went down on each other. <sighs> all right. So we are back. Welcome to Midnight Radio Trivia. I have some trivia questions about Scary Movie, which should be interesting. All right, so three questions. They're all related to the movie that we all watch, so don't worry. But I, I will say I did try. To, I did want to challenge you guys because this is an older movie. But um, we'll see what happens. So okay. um, just to refresh everyone's rules here, uh, each question, I'll say, I'll say the question. Um, and then everyone, if you if you know the answer or if you have an answer, just go ahead and yell it out. We'll get confirmation. Once everybody answers, I'll give the answer, the real answer. Tell who's right, who's wrong. Um, if no one has an answer, I'll just you know count down about five to ten seconds and then give the answer. All right. All right. <laughs> so this one, I think, is really really cool. I didn't do multiple choice because I want to see how many people can guess. So don't feel bad. Um, okay. But if you do need a hint, I'll give a hint. But first question is this. 
How many movies are referenced in Scary Movie? Take um, a guess at a number that you. I'm gonna say fifteen. All right, Roger Clarkson, fifteen. I'm gonna say seven. Ah, oh, I was gonna say seven. I'm gonna say <laughs> six then. <laughs> so I I'll get ready to say seven. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got fifteen, six, and seven. <laughs> Unfortunately. Oh no! You no one got it right. Rod Roderick is the closest. The really? So is this sixteen? So according to an article done by Vulture, which Vulture I think is a reliable source, um, their count of movies that were referenced in Scary Movie is twenty-two, and I did oh, double ah. check this. Um, wow! What did I miss? So there are twenty-two movies, and that is going to lead us to the next question. <laughs> Um, but I will say this, there is a lot more referenced in this movie, um, but I want to just dial the number down to just movies because there's a ton of like TV shows referenced in this in this movie too. But that leads us to our next question. So this one, again, you can just take a guess at it, but I do have a bit of a challenge for you. So like I said, there are 22 movies, specifically horror movies, but 22 movies overall that are referenced directly in Scary Movie. If all you have to do is name three of them, but you cannot use Scream or I know what you did last summer. Well, dang it! I know I was just about to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can't Not use the two main ones. Scream one and two. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so yeah, um, so take your time, think about it, think about the movie because I think they are like very direct references, but just name three of them. So I'm not gonna get three, but I have one. Clueless. It's not on the list, but you're not wrong. <laughs> but um, it is not one of the main direct ones. I I think I know what you're talking about though. But it is that is not one of them. Okay. Again, I'm looking for the ones that are directly referenced, either verbally oh, or visually. I have two. I got two. <laughs> okay, we'll start with Roderick. So one is a horror movie, The Exorcist, and the second one is The Matrix. All right. You have two. Oh, wait. Okay, hold on. All right, mom. Um, Carrie, uh, Blair Witch, and um, the the Ring. All right. You have out of that list. You you got Blair Witch. Uh, the Ring is not in this one. And uh, what was the first one you did again? Carrie. Carrie. Carrie is also not on this list. Um, really? I thought about Blair Witch, though. That was a good answer. Yeah, Blair Witch. Yeah. Was Roderick's Matrix answer correct? Yeah, Matrix was correct. And um, what else did you say? Oh, The Exorcist. The Exorcist, Exorcist. Matrix. So we got Exorcist, Matrix, Blair Witch Project. Hmm. So can we just say any Don't movie that is from while drinking your juice in the hood? <laughs> Close. Uh, was that in there? It was not. It's not a part of the, the direct 22. I was saying, because I can't think of any of the horror references, but like all the other ones, like The Matrix, you know, that are not scary movies, I can yeah. think of those references. Yeah, the, again, this is the just movies in general. They're not specifically horror, but there are in general 22 of these movies. So far, we have three of them. Does so, it count? Okay, does the Shazam movie count? Because she actually just said it. Yeah, it does. Like she literally just said okay. it. Yes, it does count, and it is on this list, but it is Kazam, not Shazam. Oh. Okay. 
Can we also say TV? Wait, no, you just just movies, right? Yeah, just the movies. The TV shows. There's way too many TV shows to count. (laughs) You're right. You're right. right. There's a lot of visual cues to the TV shows. Is Poetic Justice one? It is not on this list, but it should have been on this list because she is she's wearing the same outfit, right? She's yeah. Poetic Justice is referenced in Don't Be a Menace, though. Yes. Now I want to watch Don't Be a Menace. A classic. Now that's a comedy with um. You know, with her and her boyfriend in, in the bed, <laughs> I could have swore that came from Don't Be a Menace to Society. I thought that was a Friday, uh, not a Friday. Or drinking the juice in the hood, rather, that whole, you know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, a horror, okay, I'm just throwing this out. Is any of the Halloween movies referenced? Like, yes. Where was Halloween referenced? Ooh, it's a quick reference, too, but it is referenced. Is it? Ooh, hmm. Nope. But uh, yeah, so which mo- which one are you going with? Is the answer? She said, which, if any of the bum, 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 I need, I need the first one. one. I'm gonna just go with the first one. Okay, <laughs> and you got it. First one is reference. <laughs> um, but it's a it's a really quick reference, mom. I, it's at the very end, not the very end, but it's at the end where they reference it. Hmm. Purple rain is one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reaching now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> print to the beginning. Yes. <laughs> I think that's more of a, more of a pop culture reference, and he's wearing like the the to the symbol too. Is he? Well, yeah. My question was going to be: Is he Prince? Was he Prince at that point, or was he still going by the artist formerly known as Prince? I oh. want to say he was the artist formerly known as Prince at that point. <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. Ooh, no, but I I know what you're Darn talking it. about. Darn it! Really? All right, so. Does anyone have any more? I'm gonna allow one more guess, and then I'm gonna go through the whole list. Boogie Ooh. Nights. Okay, okay, okay. okay, Boogie. You got Boogie this Nights. Is, never mind. This is a TV um, show, not a movie. Never mind. What about Boogie Nights? Okay, yeah, Boogie Nights. It is Boogie Nights is set out loud. The movie theater scene. Yeah, the movie theater oh. scene is where a lot of these come. Okay. Okay, so here is the list of the 22 movies that are directly referenced in Scream. Uh, in Scream. In Scary Movie. So, like I said, number one and two are Scream, and I know what you did last summer. But they also reference, I still know what you did last summer. Mm-hmm. Later on, when uh, mm-hmm. Ray and Bobby are talking about the, the movie. White- oh, yes! And then Rod- oh, yeah. And then Roderick got the exorcist. That's what Cindy, one of Cindy's first lines to Bobby when, when he's talking about the exorcist. Kazam, Zarya got Kazam because that's what they're talking about over the phone. The other one is Election. This is a hidden reference, but the character Heather is supposed to be Reese Witherspoon's character from Election. Oh, so oh. I've never seen that movie. Oh. You've never seen Election? I don't know. Oh, man. Election's great. It is one of those, like, gem movies dinner i'm sorry <laughs> oh, <you're good. laughs> i'm sorry you're good all right so after that is the shining which is referenced when before uh buffy is killed uh you hear someone you hear the audio basically go red rum would bring oh yeah someone whispers mm. red rum so then we got Blair Witch Project for Gail's whole scene Gail and Kenny <laughs> hilarious and then the movie theater stuff Shakespeare in Love is the movie they're watching. <laughs> or yeah, Shakespeare. Not Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amistad is the trailer that they're making fun of. So Amistad. Yeah. <laughs> along in that same trailer, they're making fun of Titanic as well when he's on top of the uh the boat. Yes. Thelma and yes. Louise is said in the movie theater scene, The Fugitive. 
Schindler's List, Boogie Nights, and Big Mama's House. Big Mama's House. <laughs> are the movies that they're yelled at, uh, Brenda. American Pie is also referenced, and I think this is at the party. Uh, oh. But I'm I'm not going to lie. I did not catch this one while watching it. I thought it was more of like any of the bedroom scenes with, him, with uh, Cindy and bobby is that her boyfriend's name yeah mm-hmm. it could be that too i thought it was the, the the house party but that would have been more of like american pie too yeah but, but um mm-hmm. they do count that the sixth sense with shorty and his friends <laughs> as That's they're smart. oh my oh, gosh yeah. i'm stupid yes I forgot, yeah. he even says it yes i think um, that people this is this is another quick one crouching tiger hidden dragon this is when cindy is kicking Ghostface while she's in the air this isn't, See, this I isn't thought wrong. that I thought that was um, a callback to um, Charlie's Angels when uh, Drew Barrymore's character was in the air and she was like kick. I don't know. That's what I. That's what I thought of. That's scary movie too. I yeah, I know Charlie's what you're talking about. I was telling Z. I thought the same thing. I thought it was Charlie's Angels. Got yeah, it. it is a so in that. Drew Barrymore kicks sideways, right? She's kicking sideways. She's not in the... She's like... It's in the side because Cindy does it in two when she's kicking to the side. Here, she's like bicycle kicking and that is Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon because that was like one of the main moves. And then obviously we got The Matrix where Ghostface bends backwards. The entire (laughs) end reveal with Doofy is The Usual Suspects. Um, Don't know if anyone remembers this movie. Uh, Um. Yes, walking straight. Yes, yes. Remember, usual. Yes, yes. And then the final one is our Halloween reference. So it was when Cindy kicks the killer outside in, oh, like out the window, and then she looks back and he's gone. Oh, that is yeah. the Halloween because Michael Myers kicked off, lands on the lawn. When they look for him, he's gone. All right. See, that was fun. <laughs> but there are tons and tons of other references. But those are the ones that are directly called out according to that article. But like I said, there's a ton of like TV references in here. I'm sure we'll get to. Um, and then final question here. This should be easy. Um, but what horror film was Scary Movie the original title for? Scream. Scream. Got it right. Scream 1996. Mm. The year I graduated high school. Oh, look at that. Right. <laughs> Coming on back around. All right. Um, we're going to take our last break, and then we're going to get into Scary Movie. Hello. Want to have a little fun? Who's this? Do you like scary movies? You thought the terror was over. If you believe the nightmare was finished. You were right. From the people who had nothing to do with Scream. Has it crossed your mind that your boyfriend was murdered and you're next? No way! They didn't make the rules. Oh my god, he's dead! They're just too stupid to follow them. We have to call the police! No way! I ain't going to jail! It's okay, I'm fine. We'll get rid of the body. Oh. Oh. I'm gonna tell y'all the rules to survive this situation. Rule number one. Don't answer the phone. I'm in the house. Do you know where I am? You're behind the couch. I can um see your feet. What? Oh, I don't talk to reporters. The press only wants to interview the most ignorant person they can find. Oh, jeez. First cops now this? And whatever you do, don't be afraid to rise to the occasion. 
All right, everyone, let's talk about Scary Movie. Here are some quick movie facts. Uh, Scary Movie was released July 7, 2000, directed by Keenan Ivory Wayans, written by... There's a lot of writers on this, um, but it is a comedy. So, written by Sean Wayans, Marlon Wayans, Buddy Johnson, Phil Buman, Jason Freeberg, and Aaron Seltzer. Those last two, I'm not a fan of. Basically, if you... Mm. There's a whole story behind the Scary Movie franchise. I don't fully remember exactly, but those last two names, Freeberg and Seltzer, they're the reasons why the franchise kind of went downhill. Uh, If you want to look into it, do it. But two white guys kind of taking over a franchise started by a black family. Thus, why we got the later Scary Movies, Epic Movie. That's all them. That sounds familiar. (laughs) So, uh, not a big fan of those guys, but they did contribute to this movie and the second one. But, um, yeah. The film stars Anna Ferris, a very young Anna Ferris, Anna Ferris, John Abrahams, Shannon Elizabeth, Kurt Fuller, Regina Hall, Lachlan Monroe, Cherry Ols- Olin, Cherry Olin, David Sheridan, with Marlon Wayans and Sean Wayans. And the plot goes as such. Uh, one year ago, a group of teenagers, including Cindy Campbell, accidentally hit a man while driving and and disposed of the body but now they find themselves being stalked by a very bumbling masked killer as the victim count increases cindy must try and survive the carnage the budget for the film is 19 million dollars and the box office was 278 point or 78 million dollars sorry uh with the success of this film we did get four other sequels and countless spinoffs like I said, um, one day I'm if we do like Scary Movie two, I'll get into the story of them. But um, this is this was a Wayne family affair, and they brought these other writers on. And as the studio, which is the Weinstein's, and we don't like the Weinstein's anymore, mm-hmm. they're the ones. They're the ones that kind of strong arm this franchise away from them. Um, due to some contract stuff, they they did lose the franchise to these white guys, <laughs> and like I said, that's how we got those other spinoff movies. If if we ever do Scary Movie two, I'll get it because it more relates to Scary Movie two than this one. But this was a, this was just a random success. So my f- question off the bat, Mom, being that uh this was this pretty much came out around the time. I mean, two thousand. I didn't have consciousness at this point (laughs) 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 neither of us uh, not a lot of us did other than just images but i want to ask you what was what was it like when this movie came out did did this movie come out in theater i'm assuming it did but what was the yeah culture like when this came out if you remember it did it wasn't it was in theaters i remember what i do recall it was one of the movies that everybody couldn't wait to see. And we all went to see it. It was the movie that when you came back to school, everybody's talking about, did you see it this weekend? And then, you know, everybody's distracted in class because we're talking about this on Monday. But what this was for us, because this I was in high school. I mean, not high school, but fresh out of high school. You were like two, maybe. Where were you born? <laughs> <laughs> like three. Like you were a baby. Yeah. You were a baby. So, no, now I'm thinking about it. I do recall, so maybe we were at work then talking about it. This was this was just like the big thing everybody couldn't wait to see. And it was like the first most inappropriate movie 
that we just couldn't believe was allowed to be shown. Like we, you, you had some things, but some of the things that they showed in here, it's not something that our culture at that time was used to, if that makes sense. Like they really tap dance on some, some fine lines with this one. And it was just like that first, like, Oh, I can't believe they did this in a movie or they showing this or they, you know, we just thought they were so far out there for doing this, <laughs> which made it like the greatest thing ever. And that is amazing because this, <laughs> me and Zarya texted earlier. It was yeah. a shocker for us. Because like, it, 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 the fact that it worked is amazing to me because nowadays this could not fly at all. <laughs> no, no, at all. No, this would no. not go anywhere. Like it was the coolest most crass movie we had ever seen like this one really pushed a lot of buttons that we were not used to seeing in movies at that time and another incredible thing that i noticed rewatching it is that it's still a lot of it still worked despite all of the stuff that is not very acceptable today so most of these jokes still pretty much work and are still pretty relevant <laughs> Yeah, And I feel like a lot of the things that would like people would have an issue with today, it was like we weren't even conscious of that then, if that makes any sense. Like it didn't bother us. You know, there's certain things that happens today that goes on today that we had no clue of. We didn't know was coming. So it didn't register that something could have been, you know, offensive about that to a certain group of people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Does that make sense? D- yeah, definitely. We- we just thought it was raw, it was inappropriate, but all the details into why it could be, we, you know, we didn't, we, we weren't conscious of it just yet. We didn't have all these choices and stuff. Like, social media wasn't even out back then. It's such a weird time to look back, the early 2000s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, let's see, 96, 97, 8, 9, 2000, yeah, so you was like three. <laughs> and that's funny because like, I was like 20 yeah, yeah I was 20 when I had you so yeah we were still young to us we felt like we were fresh out of high school but I do remember this was just one of the movies we couldn't wait to gather to talk about because this was the first time they like when okay this is you know inappropriate a little bit but here we go yeah. when Sean was in that bathroom <laughs> and that dick oh, came to his ear oh my god nobody had ever seen a dick <laughs> like that on TV on a movie like whoa <laughs> oh man and then right through an ear yeah oh come on you know <laughs> and so I guess that leads to my next question which is more so by this time because that relating to that joke specifically scream two had would have been out for a few years the same year this movie is coming out it's the same year scream three is coming out and that has a more serious uh subject matter with it again with the weinsteins but that's a whole different thing Mm -hmm. me and roger talked about it in that podcast but man so when you were when you guys watched this movie back then did you did you catch all of the references or was it just the jokes alone? Was it solely just the inappropriate jokes or was it the references that brought everyone in? References, like as soon as you saw it, you knew what it was, what they were trying to do. Like that part was the knife through the ear. You know, like we knew yeah. that. But just the way they chose to do, we was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I was a mom by the end, but yeah. I was still like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Like, they really pushed the bar with that for the first time. 
Definitely, definitely. So getting into the movie, <laughs> and I think, and Roderick and Cesario, I'll go to you guys as we go through it because I'll say like right now, for me, I, we grew up with this, like knowing this existed and everything. Like it came on Comedy Central a lot. And I my specific memories would be middle school. Like a lot of people, a lot of my friends, I should say, not a lot of people, but a lot of my friends in middle school knew this movie like the back of their hand and it looking back on it we had no business knowing this movie like the back of our hand but Not like, at all. <laughs> but there right, well wait a minute yeah like <laughs> definitely like middle school i remember like just and you know you guys have met kevin and know kevin like he was with us too we, we would just be at our lunch table reciting <laughs> lines from this movie like back to back to back <laughs> and i'm looking at it like now and i'm like wow we did that we really just <laughs> like we really did that uh but yeah getting into the movie here we start off with our pretty much uh just scream scream all around we got Carmen Electra, right? She's playing Drew, which is a fun little reference there. Number one, uh, Carmen Electra. What was he? What was she famous for? Does anyone remember? What was she I famous for? She was for? a dancer. Was she, she was a-, a dancer and a choreographer. Okay, because like she popped up in this, she popped up in Scooby Doo, and I'm like, I know Carmen Electra because she makes all these cameos, but I'm like, I didn't know exactly what she was famous for, <laughs> other than just like really looking gorgeous, but like. I don't know. Yes, I'm a dancer. Okay, because I'm thinking like they have her. They have her do the Baywatch run. So I'm like, was she on Baywatch? No, that was the other lady, right? That was on Baywatch. But then they reboot yeah. Baywatch by this point. I don't know. <laughs> but um, so yeah, Carmen Electra is playing Drew here in a really fun role, very verbatim. Honestly, I, it surprised me how much. And again, I watched Scream like two days ago, and so watching this, there's there's a lot of like dialogue they just took from the actual movie. <laughs> from scream they just placed it here but um i do like this opening it's very funny but how'd you guys feel about the opening here of them parroting the the opening kill of scream i actually thought it was cool it was funny i was kind of shocked that they used her i want to say this was probably the first the first time we kind of saw her in this kind of a role if that makes sense like you you didn't really see she was just this you know this pretty sex kitten on on things you know but for to see her in something like this so lighthearted was different i remember that feeling like okay all right cool you know it kind of made her seem a little bit more cooler to us if that makes sense Um, but i loved it it was to me it it was on point like we all thought it was funny (laughs) (laughs) all right what about you roger what's your thoughts on this whole parody of the beginning of scream here well with the whole just beginning of you know like the parody comparing it to scream and scary movie i think it's done very well because it is verbatim but it has so many nuances that just make it so funny like we know that it's coming from scream so it's supposed to be very serious but the seriousness embedded with the jokes just makes it so over the top because you're like what's going on you know when you first see it and then before you know it, you're laughing through the whole entire film starting at this point so it's super funny it just sets up everything so well and just going back to that topic of like having carmen electra play this role i think it it's interesting because obviously i wasn't aware of who she was at that time but i can imagine she could have been something like you know a kim kardashian in the sense that she was this figure that everybody was like oh wow she's really cool but you know what can she do and for her to have this comedic role and really pull it off 
must have been really awesome at the time. That is a that was really good, Roger, because she was just like a a Kim Kardashian. That's kind of how she she was our Kim Kardashian. Yeah, besides, that, is a, uh, that was a great comparison. What's her name? Pamela, whatever her name is. <laughs> Pamela. See, yeah, that's the other. That's the girl from Baywatch, Pamela Anderson. Right? Pamela yeah. Anderson. Yeah, yeah. Those two, Carmen Electra and Pamela Anderson. Yeah, those were our Kim and you know Kardashians. <laughs> and I think what Pamela Anderson shows up in three, right? She's the opening of three. She does. Yeah. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the, the door the wet door knob that's what i remember okay um zaria what's your thoughts on the opening here pretty much similar to what uh roderick said um i do kind of wish that i didn't see scary movie before i saw scream because when i was watching scream all i kept thinking about was scary movie the opening scene for scary movie i'm just like okay where are the jokes and i was like wait 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 no 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 this is a horror movie there are no jokes that is another interesting point because i'm pretty sure like i said we all kind of grew up with this so i'm pretty sure we all all of us youngins saw this movie before i know i saw this before scream i did hey, I and i'm glad you brought it up and so knowing that mom here that you did wait which one did you i'm pretty sure you saw scream first right? we saw scream first yeah Okay, that's such a weird little dichotomy there. <laughs> such a awesome that. like. But that's a, I love Z's point of view. Though I didn't think of it that way. If you would have seen it backwards, how that would have kind of affected your perspective. That's pretty good though. Yeah. But now we saw Spring first. <laughs> and so like, oops, sorry, keep bumping my desk. All right, and like I'm looking back at like when I because again I remember seeing this and I've really I I remember seeing bits and pieces of Scream, but I didn't fully watch it until like way after like even after like scream 4 came out i i remember like finally getting into scream and watching it and understanding it so that's just, just such a weird little fun dichotomy there people out there listening you know write an essay for me just do give me an essay do give me your theories because i think that's a weird thing there um but yeah so right <laughs> off the bat we get all these jokes like we said we mentioned prince <laughs> in the lawn chair being like steve <laughs> <laughs> that's just a, such a fun little joke here i do think that this little parody moves really fast being the opening and what i do remember missing i guess because it's not their main point but you know with scream the i think the big thing for me is the horror movie trivia that happens in that scene here they kind of skip over that and go directly to this just the kill and the, the creepy phone call Mm-hmm. I I would have liked them to kind of at least attempt to parody that, but I guess because this movie is a lot shorter, they saved on time with that. But it, they they do replace it with some better jokes here, you know. Um, I do like the fact that they she poked a little fun at her. Yeah, this was like I do like the the popcorn <laughs> not ex- catching. Yeah, just, yeah, and they kind of like they kind of poked a little fun at her about her, you know, the image that she carried at that time when he was like, you know, I want to see what the inside, your insides look like. And she was like, well, turn the page. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So they jokingly kind of poked at her because she, that was her image back then, you know? Yes. Oh, and then the fact that he's just sitting out in the lawn doing (laughs) too. It was just stand up. It was a lawn chair. Yeah. I do love the fact that she like takes a bat to a bunch of kids <laughs> when she opens the door. And then yes, and the, the cliche when she's running out of her clothes and the whole, you know, yeah. <laughs> she falls. 
Oh yeah, that's also one thing that I want to talk about with the scene. Just the like the visual comedy. The fact that the popcorn was popping for so long that it's just <laughs> ginormously huge on the stove. And just the quick shot of her like when she's running from Ghostface and she's obviously supposed to pick the weapon that, you know, it's the one that's <laughs> gonna be defensive and she chooses the banana. It's just so <laughs> stupid. Yes, that is a that is a core middle school memory of everyone just talking about that part of the whole like you have a knife, you have a gun, you have a machete, a grenade, yeah. grenade. So was that supposed to be like the whole dumb blonde like theory or stereotype? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because I think that's what that was. Yeah, because what most screen movies, or at least by this point, screen would begin with a blonde. So, but yeah, that's I do love how she yeah. falls and then she gets up and it's already a chalk outline, right? <laughs> <laughs> then yeah ripping the clothes the sprinklers come on he stabs run her safety run to death <laughs> <laughs> that is the a... way he gets her breast implant though. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> the fact so they that... poked fun at her then because she was one of the first people that you know she was one of the first people that set off that big boob thing you know it wasn't like that before her and, and pamela anderson lee and stuff oh man <laughs> And then yeah, there was an emphasis on that. Speaking of emphasis on inappropriateness, do we get this this <laughs> parent the parents are driving home this whole scene here. Again, another core uh, middle school memory. <laughs> right. So that's why I thought that was related to thinner. Stephen King. <laughs> right. Okay. That's so what I, I thought they were mean. doing. Oh yeah, that is a subplot in that movie. Ah. Thinner began. That is how that movie begins. Oh my god! Oh, you just kind of. Oh man, <laughs> I totally. You see, I Update blocked the website, that. y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I am a huge Stephen King fan. I'm telling you. So yeah, <laughs> you are totally. That is exactly how that that entire movie begins. Oh, man. but I will say the form of her flipping impeccable. <laughs> And that's like a staple for this whole franchise. Like anytime anyone's like hit by a car, they just go flying in the air. Like that's like their trademark. Like she Mm -hmm. did like four perfectly good. (laughs) She was like a Barbie doll just being (laughs) flung in the air. No, for real. (laughs) Oh, man. It's so, um, man. So, yeah. So, from there, we get introduced to Cindy Campbell, which it's a nice little Sydney uh, and Nev Campbell shout out there. Anna Ferris. Oh, my gosh. She is so young in this movie. <laughs> you know, I didn't realize, like, that, that, like, yes, yeah, Cindy for Sydney and then Campbell for Nev. Huh. Oh wow! The writers got off on that one. <laughs> they, got off, they got off right there. The Wayans, the Wayans did their thing. <laughs> but yeah, man, Anna Ferris looks. I was just taking how young she looks. She looks like she's a teenager, which I guess she's, she's a brunette. Yeah, <laughs> she's not the. <laughs> I guess when I think of Anna Ferris, I think of Scary Movie Three Anna Ferris, where she is that full on like dumb blonde. I'm oblivious to everything <laughs> happening. The breathy voice. Yes. <laughs> But here she's very pulled back. Like she's very, she has her moments, but she's very pulled back in this performance throughout mm-hmm. the entire. Like she is the most grounded person aside from Bobby in this entire movie, which I no, guess is just. And this is just a, it's just a fun little, like, seeing. And I think this is her first movie, so this is just a nice little, like, refresher of like, oh wow, this is where she began. 
and she's a, she's a comedic yeah. genius. But um, yeah, how do we feel about? I, I kind of gave my thoughts on her. So how how do you guys feel about Cindy in this movie here? I'm used to um, I'm used to like Anna Fer- like uh, Anna Ferris's yeah. characters as like the very doughty person, um, and this one yeah i'll have to agree like she was she she was kind of dialed back i probably because this was one of her first movies like one of her first like big things and so she's getting a feel for it before she like does her thing but i still liked her um but to me there were there were some points though where she seemed a little too naive and i'm just like girl (laughs) like girl like you can't no girl. Like I found myself saying that so much to her, but I still liked her. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> uh mom, how'd you what what'd you think about Cindy in this uh movie here? <laughs> she's so cute. <laughs> I think she's just I think her character is that naive that naivete, I guess. <laughs> it's it's, it's speaking to that 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 part in the scary movies where it's obvious something's going on here, but you're just gonna go in that door, you're gonna go in that room anyway. Yeah. <laughs> or you're gonna talk to them anyway, or ask who's here anyway when you are. It's obvious. <laughs> so it's like her entire character is that she's the whole oblivious to the obvious, everything. It was like she just was not connected, and it's like. But that's the whole theme of the movies. That's why we yell at the screens and stuff, you know. Yeah, oh, that's actually a really that's actually a really interesting take. Yes, definitely. <laughs> uh, Roderick. Yes, I absolutely agree with Zaria for sure, and just with you, April, because it honestly couldn't have worked with anybody else. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember seeing this article recently of Anna Ferris going through all her roles, and she was saying how she was hesitant about doing this role because she felt like she wasn't funny. But everyone encouraged her to do it. And I'm so glad they did because, April, like you were saying, no one can play perfectly just oblivious to the obvious. Like yeah. She. And I think <laughs> that's what makes it so funny and almost turns the comedy into an inside-out quasi, I don't know, satire. Because you realize she's so oblivious that she's poking fun at the fact that characters in these movies, horror movies, just how dumb they really are. And right. she plays it. It's just so subtle to where it's like it's not over the top like how the later uh scary movies do. Yeah. It's just enough. And I could not be more thankful for the casting. Just so that she was able to have this role and I could laugh at it. And she would go on to do other things like the house bunny, the hot chick, oh. super funny roles. I love House Bunny. House Bunny, that is that is an unlocked yeah, that is a that's a that's a gem. That is an uh an mm-hmm. underrated movie because that movie yeah. is very funny, but it also has a, like a lot of heart to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, hi, my name. <laughs> just the way she would introduce herself. Ariane, like <laughs> just oh, crazy. But no, she's she's definitely a gem, and she's almost like the Sarah Michelle Gellar of comedy. She's she great. Is you're on point, man. All of you guys are on point. Yeah. It's, Anna, Anna, Anna Ferris, or Anna Ferris, I don't know how you say it, but she's great. She is definitely perfectly cast in this movie. Uh, I'm trying to think. I was thinking of, oh, so <laughs> this is something that I thought was absolutely hilarious watching it this go around, but her dad, her dad, 
her dad is a drug lord <laughs> or, or, mm-hmm. or works mm-hmm. for Pablo Escobar. Right. He runs, you the, know. He runs the he runs the American branch. Man. <laughs> <laughs> that caught me up because it answers you know, some things came up missing and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we gotta leave town for a while. <laughs> But like I love this. I love this part because it explains where Sydney dad where Sydney's dad goes in screen. <laughs> like it's a nice right. little cuz he just disappears. I mean, obviously in scream we get the answer that he was kidnapped, but like in the beginning of that movie he just like dips. <laughs> yeah, you were left to figure it out for yourself, so that's what they came up with. <laughs> and what do you do when the police raid? <laughs> <laughs> Flush your stash. Flush your stash. Oh man! I just also love how ah uh, ah uh, head stuck. Daddy's head stuck. Get daddy unstuck. <laughs> the bacon powder joke. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Cut it with the bacon soda. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that must be that crack I smoked earlier. <laughs> but you know what? It kind of also spoke to that funny part of actually. Wow. Ozark. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that is so many years later. But you know, that that family that you would never think would be into stuff like that. Oh man, that's great. Yes, that's what <laughs> but honestly that kind of like Ozark. I wonder like if, that whole reference. I wonder if the they had to have seen this movie. <laughs> oh, I've never seen Ozark. Oh, I've only what? seen the, either. No, I've only watched the first <gasps> season. Oh, it was really good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. I I would yeah, recommend it. It's the it's Jason. Uh, is it Bateman? Jason Bateman, Teen Wolf Two star. Yeah, the whole family. You would never know that they were drug lords like that. You know, the daughter. I remember the daughter being my favorite, <laughs> and the mom. The mom was gangster. Is Walter doing that thing where we can't hear him? Uh oh. Hey. Can y'all hear me? Oh. Okay. Yeah. Oh, now, yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> wow. Wow. Wow, Zarya. Wow. <laughs> totally my choice. So, um, you know, my computer like just it's doing the spinny thingy, so I it might be trying to connect. So if I do go out, just start yelling, and <laughs> so I know when to stop talking. We'll yell out. What are you waiting for? <laughs> What am I waiting for? What am I waiting for? (laughs) It just jumps down. (laughs) But I was going to say one of my favorite jokes, probably just because I've been obsessed with this show for the past like year and a half. But I, (laughs) the fact that like when Bobby and Cindy are like making out on the bed and he turns on the radio and it's the Dawson's Creek song. And then they have. (laughs) He comes in the window. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Wrong set. Like, I, I don't know. Again, I've been watching this show for like the past year, and I'm just, again I'm still on season two because I, I watched one episode and it made me mad, so I stopped watching. But now I'm watching again, so I'm trying to finish up season two. But <laughs> I just, I just love the fact that he's like climbing in the window because that's what he does in every episode. They, like everybody, the way to get to Dawson's room, you have to climb through the window apparently because doors don't work in that show. But <laughs> and teen angst, but I I love the fact that Dawson was just like, oh wait, wrong one. And then the fact that like she has an electric fence around her underwear. One, that's a great idea. I, <laughs> I, I like that idea a lot for my uh, younger listeners. That let, let, let's let's make these a thing. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> if I have a daughter, 
we will be investing. <laughs> but wait, I'll just be scared that it's gonna like if I move, I hurt myself. <laughs> oh man, yeah, her her underwear rule. But um, also, I, yeah, now this fine. this is also another like core middle school memory. But you know, they taking the the whole line from uh, which is a very traumatizing line from Scream. I don't, you know, when Sydney, or, yeah, Sydney is telling uh Billy, you know, which is selling for a PG thirteen relationship, and then that comes back. Oh my god, that comes back in a very <laughs> haunting way in Scream three. But here it's three PG thirteen man boobs. <laughs> <laughs> and then he falls out the window. It's so outrageous. It's just like it, the sound effects. <laughs> the squelching of it. Like, oh, I can only imagine. I wish I would have had the privilege of seeing this in theaters. With right? the crowd. <laughs> I wouldn't know what to do. I would just be sitting there in my seat like, yeah. are we allowed? To we didn't it? know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> so from there, we get to the best characters of this entire movie. Shorty and Brenda coming off the bus. <laughs> Give it up for Brenda Meeks, y'all. <laughs> I love that their names are Meeks, too. Like, shout out to Randy. But, um, oh, my God. You know what? That just, you know what? That just, like, unlocks. Because now Randy's nephews are both uh, people of color. And so here we have. <laughs> I oh. love this so much. Oh. <laughs> Shorty oh is they daddy. I don't care. Shorty is they daddy. Shorty's <laughs> Shorty hooked up with Martha. Yeah. <laughs> I like that a lot. Oh, you know who we all we we thought Regina King's character, her name being Brenda. Yeah. Do you remember uh Tupac had a song called Brenda's Got a Baby? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We always thought that's why they gave her the name Brenda. They was kind of making fun of that story about the teenage girl with the baby. That Tupac it was like ninety six when he made it, ninety seven. Wow. No, maybe like ninety five. But it was a, a famous song called Brenda's Got a Baby. So <laughs> we all thought that that's Brenda why they Brenda gave her the name Brenda. <laughs> that's great. Is, is that the song she's talking about later on when <laughs> her and uh, Ray are in the bed? Yeah. <laughs> that's great. I like that. Oh, this makes me love the Wayans even more because they took a time with Genius. everything. Genius. <laughs> Even if it's hilarious, everything comes from something, and I love the details. Right. Between, like, In Living Color, this movie, like, they are comedic geniuses. Oh, man. I can't believe Carrie was not on that list, because when they're at that prom, you could... That might have been I Know What You Did Last Summer, but I still had a... It's had a Carrie feel to it, to me. Oh, you're Even talking about the... when the girls were in the locker room, and they were making fun of her. Okay, the locker room does feel like Carrie. But uh, I think yeah. everything, else, everything else was definitely. I know you did last summer. Really, I'm yeah. just so shocked Carrie wasn't on there. Man, do they reference Carrie in any any other movies? I don't think they do. That's sad. Mm. Carrie did really? some respect. How y'all scary? How y'all a scary movie? It don't reference Carrie. <laughs> that is true. But I will say, I guess this kind of leads into like this is so they're making fun of like pop culture at the time, '90s horror. Or I guess it's early 2000s. But they're making fun of 90s horror. Um, Carrie and Stephen King weren't really that popular in the 90s. They had a... Like, Stephen King had a bit of a stint on television for, like, a few a few times. Like, you know, we talked about The Stand was a big television event. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I want to say Salem's Lot had a, a remake, maybe. 
Uh, what else was there? Oh, thinner, obviously. Uh, it... Was there a wait? Was there was Stand by Me Stephen King? Stand by Me was Stephen King. Was that in the nineties? I think that was. Yeah. Or was that late 80s? I think that's late 80s because Jerry O'Connell is a kid and Jerry O'Connell is okay. an adult by the time Scream 2 comes out. Okay. Which, Jerry O'Connell, guys. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's late 80s. But, uh, yeah, so, wow, he's been around for a while. He's, he's been along. He's been around for a long time, Steve, that Stephen King. Yeah. Now, the Pet Cemeteries had him going then. Oh, yeah, because there's a sequel with um Edward Furlong. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the <laughs> that that that's the one with the dog, right? The possessed dog <laughs> that was biting everybody. Uh, also, Cujo. No, Cujo that's Cujo. Yeah, you thinking of Cujo, Cujo? The pet cemetery with the cat. The cat. Uh, yes, yes. The husband that was he brought his little boy back, but he came back as the demon. Oh, little little baby Gabe when he got Gage. hit by the truck. Gage scares the crap out of me. Gage, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I I don't know if I ever like told you guys, but like one of the I I um what was it when the remake was coming out? I actually read Pet Cemetery or I you know use Audible, but like that move that book scared the crap out of me. Like I was not yeah. I was having nightmares as an adult. I was like what twenty having nightmares reading Pet Cemetery. Like what he did to that book, the movies <laughs> I. I want there to be a proper like movie from the book because the book itself is terrifying. <laughs> yes, I heard it's different. I've never read the book. Yeah, it's it's the events are similar, but there's certain details that make it different that the movies don't. The movies just don't go that far with it. But mm. the, the way like they describe, we're getting off topic. But the way they describe Gage and what happens, it's very. Honestly, Pet Cemetery is very close to Hereditary, in my opinion. That's oh, how like whoa. that's how messed wow. up it gets. That's how messed up it gets. Like Hereditary, gross. Midsummer vibe. That is that book, and that's why it scares me so much. Gross. Yeah. Um. But anyway, back to this one. We get to Gale Hailstorm, who I <laughs> yes, my favorite. Bad. Oh wait. Um. So hold on. I mean, I'm gonna back up here because we get to Brenda Shorty. Buffy also gets who obviously a, a Buffy joke, but I do love the fact you know we talked about that scene in the parking lot with Brenda. Um. You know, and they're waiting on Buffy, and I do love that entire that entire dialogue that Brenda has about Buffy, about her being fake as press, <laughs> fake as press <laughs> on nails. Iconic. Just, what did she say? She said, uh, um, oh man, what did, well, what is the, I'm trying to remember like the exact words, but she's like, you know, she, I saw her at a pool party. She was getting freaky in the jacuzzi. And I look over and there is your girl getting all freaky in the jacuzzi with a backup dancer. Right. So, even secure, anybody know that backup, <laughs> like the bottom, at least security can get, get you backstage. Right. She don't love herself. <laughs> And then she walks over. Hey, hey, baby girl. And then, like, uh, she's talking. Buffy's talking about how she's being such a Samaritan, and she loves. She rather um, be around her fellow humans. And the, the homeless man walks. <laughs> Two seconds later, <laughs> oh, get away from me, you bum! <laughs> That's what made me think of Clueless. Oh, okay, I see. Oh, the as is. Yeah. Yes. yes, I see that. 
Oh, so the fun little detail I found in the, in this scene as they're walking in the background. Did you notice the, the coroner truck in the background? Yes, I actually <laughs> did. Yeah. <laughs> there's so many like fun things in the background of this movie like i'd never caught the name of the high school until today did you guys find did you guys know the name of the high school no so it's always Um. it's in the background at all times every anytime they're in there but the name of the high school is b dot a dot corpse high school (laughs) okay And then, like the lunch, the the lunch menu, uh, it changes every time they go oh cut my to God. it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it was like the same old stuff you had last time. Nothing's <laughs> changed. <laughs> I was like, wow. Uh, and then there's a whole lot of stuff. Yeah, the whole school is off the hook, Mister Man. <laughs> I mean, Mrs. Man. Mrs. Man. <laughs> Mrs. Man. That. <laughs> Tell me, why did she? Or why did he, Why did she have nuts that fell to the floor? Please. <laughs> she was like, "Why are those nuts hanging from under her skirt?" Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh man, She's, I'm just having a tough ball. I mean, tough. With <laughs> but in the background, she has like hands that are tied up and posted up on like a on a court. Yeah. Board. <laughs> Yeah, and went straight to her, you know, feminine issues. Like she was like, "I need to talk." Is right. there a vaginal is the odor? <laughs> feminine is got you down. Like <laughs> I went on to the fact that she was like, "Everyone, like, what she's talking about? Everyone has like a secret or something." Yeah. Whether you it to uh to one up your opponent, da da da. I'm like, girl, she's projecting. <laughs> right. You. <laughs> I put in my notes like, why is she in a walking infomercial? Like everything she says sounds like a commercial. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it reminded me. No, sorry, it reminded me of. Uh, it reminded me of Glee when uh, Santana had that commercial Yeastastat. Like that's how she talked. <laughs> yes. Oh so my- she was making fun of the commercials we had back then. We had a lot. <laughs> Most of the commercials started out just like that uh, back then. <laughs> There's this product called Summer's Eve, and they always kind of started out just like that. <laughs> Are you dealing with feminine odor? Yeah, that's how they would start too. We had a lot of commercials. You don't see a lot of commercials like that now, but back then we did. Oh, oh man, oh. <laughs> it was mostly Summer's Eve. <laughs> that is hilarious, Miss Man. And then the teacher in the the main classroom as well. That that whole joke. <laughs> So that so that was not a reference to lean on me. Duh, that could have been. I don't know, like a twisted version of lean. <laughs> it could have been honestly, but yeah, I, I see it. But that yeah. <laughs> the fact that she was sitting there teaching and breastfeeding at the same time, uh, impressive. But Jesus Christ, <laughs> <laughs> she said, "You go to your daddy, and I'll see you." Uh, the class and then, and they high five yes oh it's just <laughs> another detail did you see their textbooks on some of the desk oh no what did it say so sure in I certain do. close-ups specifically there's a kid behind cindy and then on the other tables i think buffy's on the on the side of her asleep but on some of the desk their textbooks are playboy magazines <laughs> Oh yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> you did notice that. I, I love that for the school. They got <laughs> teachers having babies with students. 
<laughs> as a textbook. I love that. Oh, and then um, during the whole uh, again, we're kind of just skipping around at this point. But another another cool detail, and then we'll get to Gale right now. But like when we're introduced to Gale, we get all these news vans, kind of similar to how Gale introduced in the first Scream movie. <laughs> So we get the the normal reporter guy, and then we get the reporter girl, or I think it's Gail next, and then we got Black TV <laughs> reporting live for Black TV. <laughs> White people are... <laughs> go go okay. come on come on come on! <laughs> and then they drive off. But the <laughs> but what I realized is that the actor that is doing that is the black actor. He played the principal. He played Principal Weatherby on Riverdale. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Okay. Everything goes back to Riverdale for Walter, and I was like, "Oh wow, it's him! He looks so much he looks the same." But here, he's got all five of his in Riverdale. He loses fingers to a cult, but that's a different plot line. Um, oh goodness! <laughs> but he, uh, I do, I did like that little uh, shout out there. Uh, let's see here, Shorty. Oh, I do love the joke that Brenda says, where she's like, "I don't want to talk to them. They just want to find the most ignorant person." And they cut the Shorty. <laughs> on the, I'm on TV. What? <laughs> but because like that reminds me of of the um dang what 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 did she say um ain't nobody got time for that yes her and then the hide your kids hide your wife (laughs) yeah there's always that one person every couple years that gets famous Uh and it's still that's why it's so funny (laughs) because a lot of the jokes still rang true still Yes, man. <laughs> but, okay, so getting back to Gail here, how do we feel about this whole entire Gail Hailstorm parody? Uh, Mom, you want to kick us off? Oh, this was the best. This is this is this was the best. Besides the very ending, um, with the usual suspects um, reference, this was perfect for the Blair Witch. We this was. You know, when you was about the same age, Blair Witch was big back then. It was like the the oh my gosh, the the I don't know what you would like the Halloween, the new <laughs> Halloween, like the new paranormal activity for us. Like it was real spooky. You know, the first oh, you know, we're talking about witchcraft sort of thing. And the way they copied this was just it was perfect. But they made something that was really scary to us and we kind of took serious funny. And it was like, well, how did they, how can they take something and make that, how could they possibly make that funny? Because that was some scary shit, you know? <laughs> but they did it right here. They did. This was perfect. And then her character, Gail, I like how she kind of hyped up Gail Weathers' actual personality. She kind of was like the overtop yes. version, and Gail is already over the top. <laughs> Man, from the from the outfits to the hairstyle, yes, everything <laughs> about her was great. Uh, Everything. Ro- uh, Roderick, how'd you feel about Gail in this one? Honestly, I completely agree. It's so over the top, and she's so serious and so just trying to get to the point of whatever it is she's asking the people that you can't help but laugh. Perfect casting once again, and I don't know how she didn't break in any of her scenes because I'd have been cracking up. Yes, yes, and if I'm if I'm correct, this is an SNL actress, right? She was often paired with Will Ferrell a lot, right? Yes, yes. yes. I knew she looked familiar. <laughs> she plays so well. Uh, Zaria, how'd you feel about uh, Gail Hailstorm? <laughs> I liked her. The only thing I will say is I wanted more. 
Like, cause I enjoyed every scene she was in and I felt, and I still felt like she could have been in more scenes. That is, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Because after the whole Blair Witch thing, she kind of disappears until the very end. Until, like, the very last second. Which I guess Mm -hmm. we're supposed to think she died, but because of, at the very end, I'll ask if if the overall mystery worked here, but I guess they wanted to keep that going, but I could have used her in a lot more scenes, especially towards the end. But uh, she does get yeah. some of the best jokes. I just love, like, Mom, we were talking before the podcast started, but just the whole, <laughs> who copped the feel? Who did it? It was yeah. me again. It was so tender. So sorry, Gail. Gail, this man is facing me. Can you move your fat ass? <laughs> she said, you're stepping on me you're stepping on me what did I tell you before get away with a pair of shoes <laughs> but that chase through the woods that was the scariest part of uh, Blair Witch said, they did that perfectly <laughs> <laughs> this man is chasing me. I can't breathe <laughs> <laughs> he just reminded me right before the, <laughs> the Blair Witch scene how she's just so the character She's just so into, like, just trying to be Gail that as one of the students is literally being murdered, she's just trying to get the story. Right. Like, oh girl. She was like, I know, but it sweeps. Yes. <laughs> oh, and when Ghostface goes off on her, like, I'm just trying to do my job here. Get the camera out of my face. Get the camera out of my face. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh yeah! And, oh, obviously they they parody the relationship that Gale has with Dewey in the screen movies. Here we got Doofy. We'll get to Doofy. I'm gonna save him for last just because of obvious reasons. But I think I get a little serious when it comes to portrayals like this. But uh, her and her and Doofy was honestly like they got it to the T there with her trying to seduce him. She's <laughs> like. She said, how old are you? I'm 25. That's this many. (laughs) Oh, you don't look a day over 12. I'm like, okay. It's like, uh, well. She said, is that drool? Oh, yeah, I forgot to swallow. I never forget. Girl swallows. (laughs) That should have been her name for real. Girl swallows. Yeah. I love oh my my favorite like little mini joke with Gail though is that every time she introduces herself because this this happens in the screen movies but anytime she introduced herself the name of her book changes <laughs> like it's <laughs> yes <laughs> just like the, the first time it's like I'm Gail Hailstorm author of <laughs> You're Dead and I'm Rich <laughs> and then yeah. the, the next time it's I'm Gail Hailstorm author of Are You You're You're Next. <laughs> It just kept changing anytime she introduced herself. I just loved it. Because <laughs> that's what Gail does in Scream. Like, it, she just named lists off the title of her movies or of her books. Oh, man. So, um, okay, last two characters we have here are Ray and Greg, which uh, these two, man, oh, man, they are p- packed full of controversy, but I love them. <laughs> Uh, who do yeah. who do we want to start with? Do we want to? Which one do we want to start with? Because <laughs> I think like these, mm, I don't have a lot to say, but these two characters are definitely characters. I'll start with Greg because the way 
he body slammed Sydney. <laughs> Talk about it. But like that's what we were saying when we did I know you did last summer, how Ryan Philpy was just like choking out <laughs> Jennifer Love Hewitt in that movie. <laughs> and they weren't doing nothing to help in that movie or this one. <laughs> no, they literally like Oh my gosh, like Greg could have like this could have been a wrestling match at WrestleMania. This could have been a headlining match. And literally they just sat there and watched her. I mean, my girl took every hit and every body slam, but God. But like, come on, y'all. Man, I just love that he I just... Guess we're not the only ones that observed that, because they did too. That's why they did it. <laughs> it was just every other... He just got so mad so quickly, which is Ryan Phillippe's character in I Know You Did Last Summer. He just oh my yelling. God. <laughs> but my oh my god my favorite favorite joke though is during the flashback <laughs> we reference this all the time but like oh my god we we hit a boot where's the foot <laughs> where's the foot the way he says it is just hilarious <laughs> i think i think we even covered that like in the i know what you did last summer uh, you did yeah anytime i see that bar oh, oh my god we hit a Boot. Where's the foot? <laughs> no, it's also the guy that they hit. He's like, it's okay, don't worry about it. I'm it's okay, don't worry about it. You guys are good. He's like, like we gotta bury him somewhere. He's like, that's not even necessary. I'm good. Like, Get rid good. of the alcohol, throws it. <laughs> oh man. I yeah, I look like Greg is horrible, but I I like Lachlan Monroe. I'll say that. I think he's a great actor because of this movie and just everything else I've seen him in. He is, he does play a predominant role on Riverdale, or he did. I don't know if they're bringing him back for the final season, but I like this character a lot in Riverdale. It's the most calm I've ever seen him, despite him playing a serial killer. <laughs> but um, everything else would, I've seen him in... Wait, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, is it is it an insider, or is it a catchphrase, or is it just a character thing for his character playing greg the actor who plays craig to always say my dad's gonna kill me and like this stereotypical just suburban white guy tone because he also says it in white chicks when he gets (laughs) fired (laughs) i think that is is like inside but like in this movie specifically that's exactly what barry says in um and i I know you did like that was his reasoning for not going with calling the cops that his dad was gonna kill him because he he damaged the car but he does say that Freak. I think he's awesome when he he's paired with the Wayans because like this and then you remember Little Man how he was like yeah he was yeah. the way he was acting in Little Man. <laughs> Lachlan Monroe can do no wrong for me. He just yells and I laugh. Like <laughs> he can make a certain like he makes this certain face, right? And I'm just like oh okay, and then I start laughing. I'm just like oh all he did was just make that face. <laughs> Oh, man, like um what was it he gets the ryan Phillippe scene again of him doing the boxing and so he punches the bag and it hits him back <laughs> which had me laughing out loud and then um what else was there oh yeah he gets the whole like you know the, the note scene with the very very small penis <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, I, Greg is great. I his death scene is pretty on par too. 
Um, yeah, he just beats the crap out of Cindy the entire time. Then we got Ray, played by Sean Wayans. Oh boy, <laughs> this character. What do we think about this character, Mom? I I don't. I never knew what to think about him. <laughs> about so him, good. seriously, like he's just—he was funny. I will say, you know, upon first in the very beginning of this, it was like one of the most funniest things to us. But it's like I, once you've seen it so many times over the years that it becomes the least funniest part. Like, okay, that's just Ray. You know what I mean? Yeah. He doesn't really do anything that I would repeatedly laugh at every time I see it, as opposed to like the Gale, you know, hailstorm scenes. That's every single time I'm going to be cracking up. I, I agree with that. Yes. Um, Zarya, wasn't it like always like a running joke that not running joke? Okay, scratch that. Scratch that train of thought. But like how he was throughout the whole movie, just to uh, just to know in the end that he does not see himself as gay. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Because he was, cause he was like, because uh, uh, what did Bobby say? Bobby was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, about to say all that, all of that abstinence made me realize that I'm actually gay, that we're gay. It, I'm not gay. And Ray's yeah. like, no. no. <laughs> Ray's like, then you were in that boat yeah. all by yourself. <laughs> Which again, it's just a fun, like, it's a fun, like, uh, subversion or like expansion on the theories on Scream. Cause you know, I don't know if we talked about it, but I know a popular theory. Oh, hit my desk again. Popular theory in Scream is that Billy and Stu were secret lovers at some point because of Sydney denying Billy. <laughs> and so. That comes out of so that I feel like it comes out of this whole thing, but uh, mm. it it it's funny when you do add that context to it. But it's just I feel like with Ray, it's it's his entire character, which I guess it, it was funny at the time. But like you were saying, Mom, for me, it's like I'm either like super uncomfortable because number one, in retrospect, he is just sexually assaulting everyone in this entire movie. <laughs> Right, everybody. And so, like, after a while, it's like, ah. <laughs> but he does have his funny moments. He does have his funny moments still. I do like his whole thing at the end, which, you know, just the whole, um, oh, well, now I'm drawing a blank. No, it's, I do love the the line he gets at the very end where him and Cindy are talking, and, uh, Cindy's like, you, you watched way too many TV shows. And he's like, no, Cindy. <laughs> TV shows don't make don't create psycho killers, and then he turns around. Canceling them does. The Wayans brother was a good show, and it didn't even get a last episode. <laughs> <He was> just <laughs> stabbing Bobby. Like that's a great take on that scene from Scream, where they're talking about uh, movies. It's it's fun. It's fun. I do like uh, Ray is okay. <laughs> uh, Roderick, did what? What do you think about Ray? Uh, yeah, I think you guys pretty much covered the points. I think his character is pretty much understated when it comes to the comedy aspect. But like you were saying, Walter, he does have some funny lines, like the very end with, you know, just getting on meta with the Wayne's Bro show and how they were like just upset at his cancellation and used it in the movie. And then also the, I think maybe his funniest line raised is when they're like, you know, we need to call the police. And Greg is like, no, do you know what they do with guys who call the police? They go to jail and all those sex crazed convicts are going to like get out of like a piece of meat. And Ray's like, actually, we should call the police. <laughs> like, yes, it is. 
Or when they uh when they hit the guy and they're going through all of his things so that he doesn't have an identifier and everyone's taking their pieces off. Brenda's right. like, I got a ring. Buffy's like, I got a credit card. He's like, I got his drawings. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Right. Oh, even in the car where he like pulls off Brenda's underwear and it's like these big granny panties. It's laundry day. <laughs> oh man. We'll say when he was trying to speak into the voice box, that was funny. He was like, surprise, Sydney. Oh, surprise. <laughs> yes. Then he, I do like his whole in, uh, impression of Matthew Lillard, of him like spitting as he's talking. <laughs> Wait, there's more. And then he goes, I'll be right back. Oh man! And then he brings out the dad, and the dad's in like this S and M gear. I never caught that until now. Like, there's a lot of I'm watching. I feel like I'm watching this movie for the first time because, like, I never noticed he was like <laughs> he was like ball gagged, and he had like uh, knee pads on, and he was like tied in his arm. And Ray blows him a kiss, right? <laughs> like, I, I thought it was just like Scream where he was duct taped, but no, this man is in like S and M gear. <laughs> I want to backtrack just a little bit because you brought up something. You said you thought it was just like Scream. So what I so when Buffy's character died, I could have sw- I I don't know why, but I have a vivid memory of her dying. Like um, like what's her name? Tatum. Tatum. Yeah. Yeah, I have a vivid memory of her dying like her. So that's the day player, <laughs> <laughs> which is a whole masterpiece of a scene in of, of itself. But what I think they did is that they split it into two. So they gave Buffy Tatum's dialogue, but the death she has is sort of similar to um, the guy, the, the, the first guy that dies. in I know what you did last summer, except they just moved it to the, the locker room or wherever she was or the parking garage. It's a locker room, right? She's in the locker room. Yeah, it's a locker room. Yeah. And then they gave the day player the actual garage death, but they split it into two. So they gave her the dialogue, which is, you know, oh, you want to play Psycho Killer? Like, that that's what they gave Buffy, which I guess because they have way more characters than Scream did. And yeah. And they're, they're playing off of two different plots here. But, um... Okay, that's probably why I still... That's probably why I imagined her. Or I thought she was the garage death, because it was the same dialogue. But I but yeah, when I was watching it, I was like, she doesn't die right here. Why does it seem like she's about to... Oh, she does die here. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, ah. <laughs> I remember watching that movie at like... I don't know, because like you were saying, we grew up with it probably seven or eight years old. Oh, and I knew it was a comedy. But that scene always stuck with me because at the time, you know, we didn't have like the Marvel CGI effects that we did. But seeing her hair come off and her still talking, I was like, whoa, this movie is something else. Man. And speaking of movies, Brenda and Ray go to the movies instead of going to the party, which is <laughs> just hilarious. Uh, I this this in, I think when anyone ever thinks of scream uh, scream, whenever whenever anyone thinks of scary movie, they have to have think about this scene with Brenda at the movies. Like this is a, this is the most iconic scene of this movie. I would say. Oh, as iconic as it is, it seems racially motivated to me. You got all these white people stabbing this black girl. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about it. (laughs) To be fair, there are like black people in the entire theater. Weren't they? Yes. I think they were. Yes. I think there was one other black man. 
but he didn't stab her. And like, yeah, he didn't stab her though. To be fair, but they though, were you know playing into the stereotype that we have, you know, <laughs> that we have <laughs> when we go to the movies with our peoples. <laughs> right, right. To be fair, though, there was like a monk and like a samurai <laughs> that was also stab her. So technically, those are people of color. But um, she had all her food ready. Yeah, uh, man, I she was bootlegging. She said, "You want some popcorn? No, no, I brought my own snacks. Here, you want some chicken?" Yeah, she was making bootleg movies too with her camera. Right. Answering the phone in the middle of the movie. But the uh, the brought home food reminded me of the episode of the Boondocks when the granddad was passing out them to go plates. Oh my god. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, that's what we did back then. We would go to Subway or go to Mr. Hero or McDonald's and pack our coats and we would stuff everything in our coats and go in a movie theater so we didn't have to buy the food. <laughs> I'm screaming. Man, having having worked at a movie theater, I can tell you firsthand, people still do that. <laughs> people still pack up. I remember packing lunches for you and your brother, packing sandwiches. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> I have a question. Like, no, we're not buying that food. We're gonna as soon as we get in here, we're gonna eat. We're gonna get y'all get y'all y'all sandwiches. <laughs> no, we used to as well. And I were I remember uh trying to open the stuff during the previews where nobody cared. Like if yeah. like people were still loud. Because opening the opening the snacks during the movie, I don't know. I feel like I'm the loudest person in that room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got this whole family size pack of Lay's, and you just. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question. Yeah. Okay. So, what is the most outrageous thing you all personally have ever brought into the movie theater or have seen in a movie theater? Oh boy. Okay, so I have went to the movie theater with a uh, with a few friends, and I think before we went to Panda Express. Well, what I finished all my food. But one of my friends did not. Don't say orange chicken. She brings her to go play. And it's like the box. The actual oh, like the God. box, the box. Not the little bowl, but it's the box. She brings it in there. And she has a small purse. How she brought it in, I do not remember. I think she took off her jacket and like had her jacket like folded underneath her arms, kind of. That's or nice over thing, her yeah. arms to like make it seem that to like just make sense she's bringing in a jacket. But yeah, I kid you not, she brought in her whole Panda Express, her yeah. Mm-mm. I can't. I don't know if I have ever brought in anything big. I think the craziest thing I think I've ever brought into a movie theater was just like I had a whole McDonald's meal that I just tucked away. But again, I worked there, so they knew I was there. <laughs> like I would have like McDonald's or Taco Bell, and you know we get we get we saw movies for free. So after my shift, I would just like go over because I'm the eat come back, and uh, they wouldn't care. But uh, like I said, working there. It's less about what people bring in and more about what they leave behind. Oh, talk about that. Ah, man, I will never forget it. I feel like I should probably go to therapy for it, but like, (laughs) cleaning up, cleaning up the theater. Tell me why. Tell me why. The, The biggest, like, outrageous thing I remember seeing is that someone left their underwear on the floor of the theater. And oh my goodness! One, this underwear did belong to a plus size male, and it oh, had oh. holes all out the front. 
And so it took like me and three other employees to get like a giant. We didn't want to use the brooms because we all used the brooms. So we did, <laughs> we found like a stick or like a mop that that was already broken and used it to like shovel it into a bag. <laughs> as you do, yeah. And as one, yeah, as one would do. And then that very same night, we came across a pair of panties. That oh wow. What was showing that night? I don't even remember what year this was, but at that point, I was like, well, and I remember being like telling the manager and they're like, well, we won't be looking at the the footage for that theater tonight. We're just going to skip that. (laughs) Mm. And then aside, like below that would be that someone brought in like a whole entire liquor store with them. Like there were bottles. (laughs) I love that for them. That was pretty, wow. like there was. I think specifically it was like a Hennessy bottle, and then like um, <laughs> oh, they had a good time. They I were trying to they were trying to be right for the movie. Yeah, like <laughs> it was. I don't know. I don't remember what movie it was. I think this had to be like 2018. But like we walked in cleaning the theater, and it was in the back row. But it was like bottles were lined up in front of some of the chairs, and it was definitely. I definitely remember the Hennessy bottle, and I want to say there was also a bottle of 1800. All that was empty. <laughs> so we were oh, like, they were having a great time. Man, okay, I wanted to be like, how and who let the? How did they get in with all this in here? Like, it were like bottles, bottles. I'm telling you, like, wow. it had to be like five bottles there. But, I hope they got home or wherever they were supposed to go after that safely with all of that. No, for real, for real. <laughs> That's some heavy duty stuff to bring into a theater, you know. And speaking right, of, and, just, and to just sit there and drink it, right. that when they stood up alone, they got drunker. Yeah, oh yeah, like, I'm telling you. Yeah, the like were... why didn't they just stay at the house <laughs> <laughs> or pregame? Or some other movie. We have a bar pregame, and then come. I mean, I, I guess you don't want to pay that much, but like even then, like I don't, I don't know. I'm that kind if of. If they had Hennessy in 1800, they could buy a couple of drinks at the bar. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Like the bar drinks are way cheaper than what you would like get a soda. Like at least at Regal, you know the the food and stuff is, and the tickets themselves are like you know all the money. But the the drinks are usually like five, you know, six dollars, seven dollars, maybe if you get something special, maybe ten. But like if yeah, if you come in with full on bottles of just <laughs> liquor, <laughs> you might as well just add to it, I guess. <laughs> Oh man, okay. Um, but speaking of bottles, getting back into this movie, I do want to talk about the day player scene because one, the refrigerator was full of forties, forty ounces. <laughs> I do like that. Right, the cult forty five. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. And then the fact that she saw, so she gets scared by the cat, and the cat goes out the <laughs> the, the door. And she gets Getting scared, scared and it's a horse. <laughs> she goes, "Horsey, you scared me." Oh man, I love that she's just this random character that gets killed for no reason. <laughs> she's like, I'm just a day player, please. And she tries to juke him too. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh man, like that that is a great scene. It makes no sense, but it's great. <laughs> and then the garage falls down, which should have done for Tatum in Scream. Like <laughs> gravity works in this universe. See, that scene, yeah, that scene is more accurate to what would have happened yeah. if someone tried to go through a doggy door that can't fit through a doggy door. <laughs> the entire door just came crashing down. Oh, man. Okay, so 
we're at the we're pretty much at the end of the movie here. Cindy Cindy throws a party. Bobby and Cindy finally have sex. Uh, meanwhile, Brenda and Ray are both killed. Quote, quote unquote. <laughs> I do like the, the the running joke of the series is that Brenda dies every movie but keeps coming back at the beginning of the next. <laughs> Love that for her. It's- Oh man. Um and so let's see here. Um where do we want to start off? Okay, uh, I don't want to go through the whole scene with Bobby and Cindy cuz it was very cringe for me. <laughs> I didn't find it very funny other than the bats. I did like the bats. The bats made me laugh. The shaving was kind of funny. Yes. <laughs> with the, <laughs> with the, like the garden tool, yeah. Oh, and and again, I love meta referencing. So she's like, "It's just not a movie, Bobby." Of course, it is. There's a director. There's the screen. (laughs) And they turn to them. Yes, (laughs) they're all just like waving. Hi. Oh. Okay, so this is definitely like another like last core middle school memory. But again, remember how I said like people in middle school knew this movie like the back of their hand. So I remember mm-hmm. like having to be forced to sit through people doing this entire freestyle scene in its entirety. Like they knew all three of the raps that were happening here. <laughs> Just like having to sit through like twelve year olds recite this whole entire rap scene with Shorty and the and Ghostface and the other friends. <laughs> Looking back on it, it's like, wow, we we really memorized that and then could not multiply. (laughs) No. Oh, wow. Like, we really had no business knowing this movie. We really did. At the age we did? Because watching this movie as an adult, I'm like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) Just (laughs) Ghostface raps and kills everyone except for Shorty. And Shorty does not notice it at all. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but that's from, the weed yeah, yes oh man i do say i will say like shorty's fine in this movie i think he does a lot better in the second one i think he gets a lot more to do in the second one he's funnier because i think in this one he's just a high little brother yeah like he's supposed to be randy i guess like he, yeah he's just supposed to be like he's supposed to be like a mix of randy and then the guy from big bang theory and i know you did last summer oh, okay but uh, he does get. I do like when he gets shot. And he's like, ah! the, the, the sound he makes. <laughs> it was like inhaling. <laughs> you want to hit this? <laughs> I got shot in the lungs. <laughs> oh man! So yeah, Bobby reveals himself to be a killer along with Ray, who has like this big old patch on his ear. I thought that was funny. <laughs> and uh, okay, so this is where I'm gonna ask you guys pretty much the last question of the podcast is did the mystery work for you i try to remember to ask this anytime we get one of these movies but like just to kind of refresh the plot the basic plot of this movie is a mix of scream and i know you did last summer and what i caught this time where i really tried to pay attention to the motive between ray and and uh bobby because i do remember like doofy is the killer but like why was ray why did ray and bobby have this scene and other than they were just parroting it. But what Bobby says is pretty interesting and pretty, like, if they focused on this more, I feel like this movie would be elevated in a way. But basically, Bobby's whole plan was that since there already is a killer out there, he would just benefit by killing Cindy and her dad. And then him and Ray would, uh, they would just you know, they will be the survivors and like be able to profit off of this somehow. And Bobby would be set free to be gay. (laughs) 
But like, I did like that whole thing that Bobby was basically just seeing an opportunity and taking it. Because as we see earlier in the movie, he lives in a trailer right outside the school. <laughs> Seven walking distance. <laughs> he's like, I can't believe he's so late all the time. And he's like, <laughs> he lives so close. <laughs> Big Jim, Little Jim, Slim Jim, <laughs> everybody. But uh, what? How'd you guys? Or what do you think about this whole killer reveal between Ray and Bobby? Like, did, did, did this make sense to you in regards to the mystery, or were you just pay attention to the the parody of it all? I think it was just the parody of it all for me. It didn't really. I mean, it was just funny. I didn't really uh, kind of perk up on that point though. Like, even though they were saying what they were saying, it was like, okay, yeah. That's cool, but I, it's got to be more to it than that. You know, I didn't really read into that part. It was just the funny for me. All right, all right. Roderick, what about you? Yeah, I think they definitely fell into the parody of it all. It almost feels like they were staying too close to the script, and then when they decided to make Dewey's character the killer in the parody, they thought, oh, wait, but what about the original killers? We still want to keep that in. So how do we make it fit? And I think it just turned into a cop out. Still funny, but maybe it could have been done a little bit differently. All right, all right, Zarya. I agree uh, with your mom and Roderick. Um, like it does kind of feel like a cop out, like for them trying to stay true to the plot, uh, to like parody the plot of Scream. And I really like. I really feel like they could have done something else with them because. Watching it when it was revealed that Dewey was the actual killer, it just kind of felt thrown in to me. Like I, I get what they were like. I get it was another reference that they were trying to do, and then like trying to like, yeah. ooh, it's the actual killer. Blah, blah, blah. But it kind of like like either honestly they could have either you have to do like either or for it to not like feel weird. Like they could have done either both. Uh, Bobby and Ray are the killers, and then let that be it. Or they should have did um, Dewey as a killer and then found, find something else for those two. Um, for, yeah, find something else for those two. Um, but yeah, but I feel like, yeah, I do feel like they, they were trying to like stay true to it, but then it was like, oh, yikes. <laughs> eh, just throw it in there. It's cool for the movie. Just throw it in there. But I will mm. add, isn't that the reason, uh, isn't that like one of the reasons, um, what is her name in Scream for? Sydney's cousin, Jill. I was yeah. thinking the same thing. That wasn't that Jill's whole thing. Like she wanted to, uh, she was gonna kill everybody, da da da, and then like Benefit. be the survivor to like get all the benefits of it, get the movie, get the book, get the talk show, all this, the whole shebang. Yeah, in a nutshell. Yeah, Jill's whole motive was that she wanted the fame that Sydney had that Sydney was kind of, she felt Sydney was kind of wasting. Like she saw the future and she wanted a way to move towards that, which was get famous from this whole true crime event. Um, Charlie wanted the movie part of it, but she was, so yeah, it was very, very opportunistic, similar motive. Um, yeah, we love Jill. Uh, yeah, but yeah, that's what Bobby made me. That's what I thought about when Bobby said that. Definitely. I, okay. So yeah, it definitely firsthand it was the the parody of it all. I think I, maybe I'm just reading too much into it, but I did when I heard his like reasoning of like there was already a killer on the loose, so we were just gonna do this to 
because she says you know you killed everyone she's like oh no we haven't killed anyone <laughs> so that's what like made me go like oh they they haven't killed anyone so they're just going after the 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 fi- the the fame for it all but why did they kidnap the dad but it's a parody so it's not supposed it's not supposed to make sense <laughs> i just i didn't like that part of it um and so that brings us to the end here which is why i wanted to save this character for last before we end doofy <laughs> all right um i don't know how to feel about this character now when i was younger i never when i was younger i didn't really care for doofy that much he was just always like the secret ending like i do like the i do appreciate the fact that they hint at his involvement throughout the entire movie setting up the mystery that i think that's great how he just casually mentions what he knows what they did last summer which is where the joke comes mm-hmm. from and they never catch on to it like they never notice that he knows <laughs> and I do. What I also appreciate about this movie is that people who have grown up and seen this movie often forget the ending of Scream. Because if you watch like reaction videos and stuff, or just talk to people from people I've talked to and just watching reaction videos of the original Scream movie, people always think it's Dewey. And then they realize, oh, they know Scary Movie. And so when they find out that it's Billy and Stu, they are like shocked. And I just love that feeling. But <laughs> this, when you get the reveal of Doofy. I, I think it's a great reveal. It's a great parody of Usual Suspects. But the, the character throughout the movie kind of makes me uncomfortable now. But I could see what they were going for way back then. But, uh, Mom, yeah. how do you feel about the character of Doofy rewatching this movie? Even rewatching it, I, I like Doofy. I didn't have a problem with the character at all. You know, we have more... <clears throat> I guess I don't know what the what the correct word would say. I'll, I'll say, you know, um, sensitivity to those with special needs. You know, um, so nowadays some people would might be offended by it, or um, you know, kind of go a little bit too deep into the character itself and not the lightheartedness of it. But back then. It, that sensitivity wasn't quite there like it is now. So it was just funny. Like Dewey was one of our favorite characters. It was just hilarious. We didn't have a problem with it now. Now it might be taken differently. But then, like I said, we didn't. The consciousness that's there of it now, it wasn't there back then. Got it. All right. Um, what about you, Roderick? How'd you feel about Doofy? Yeah, I totally agree with April. It was just something that you know back then there wasn't a lot of sensitivity or awareness about the issue which is why it could be glossed over but in today's society something like a character like doofy would definitely need to be edited down just to cater to you know you know what everyone else is thinking who may already have someone who is mentally challenged it's just it's yeah. a slippery thing because we understand that the character is made in jest to be an example of someone who isn't you know, a smart character per se, but just how they went about doing it and some of the jokes, it didn't age as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Zarya? For, hmm, trying to figure out how to word this. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of difficult. <laughs> yeah, because I, because like, I see what you're saying, um, Walter, and I felt the same way. 
But mine came from like the interaction the other characters had with Dewey. Like it wasn't Dewey's character himself. It was like uh it was for me my only like things that made me like wince a little like cringe up a little bit was the jokes like surrounding him and then that were like the dialogue to him. Got it. Yeah. But Dewey as a ca- not Dewey, <laughs> uh Doofy <laughs> as a character, like I don't I feel like cuz like okay, up until like the reveal I just felt like he was just like a, a little adorable guy just wants, that just wants to be a police officer so bad. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, yes, you be that police officer. You solve this case with your buddies. You got this. <laughs> then the reveal, and I'm just like, oh. So all that, so all that was just, oh, I don't like you, and I hope you get caught. You know, now that you're saying this, Arya, I think what if we were to update it, because I think the movie itself is still very golden, despite all of its aged, you know, flaws. I think if we were to upgrade it and have Doofy's character be different as to not be, you know, how it was, he could definitely take on the idea of someone who's just the goody cop. Like, do Dewey, the actual character of Dewey, but so nice to a fault. So, you know, naive. Yes. And it would provide a great, like, um parallel to Cindy if they if we went that way if we were to update reboot this movie maybe you probably can't but um if yeah if you and I, I'll say this I'll say this as far as doofy goes I get what they're doing on the surface level because this the character like you like Zari was saying the character by itself is a great parody of Dewey in the first two scream movies because he is that bumbling I want to be a big cop person. Especially in the first one, and then the second one becomes more of a big brother. I do love that they use the the joke, um, or they use the relationship of Dewey and Tatum as a joke in this movie because one is not developed enough in the first Scream film. But here they kind of use it as a one. They make it a red herring, and two, it builds a lot of Doofy's jokes that he is related to Buffy. Um. But like you were saying, Zarya, when he's interacting with like the other cops or other the teachers and stuff, it that's where the uncomfortableness comes from. So I do think that yeah. clears, that mm-hmm. clears it up for me. As far as the reveal goes, and I, this will be the last thing I say, and then we can go to recommends here. Uh, as far as the reveal goes, I will say this: I feel like while I do also agree this movie is very golden. I want to. I kept thinking about other parody movies that would spin off because of this one, and I can't. I think this one came first, but I do think there is one movie that I think matches this, or maybe above it, and that is not another teen movie. Oh, oh yeah, that is a man. Movie. Yeah, There's no comparison to this one. True. Yeah, and so I I thought about that in the sense of. I can't remember which one came first, but what, so the reason why another teen movie works, I think is because they use the same method of like, we're going to mash up a bunch of, uh, we're going to mash up two main plots of some popular movies and make a parody out of it. I think with not another teen movie, they follow the plot. They marry the plot lines better. While in this one, they're really flopping back and forth between Scream. I know you did last summer. Scream. I know you did last summer. They don't really like 
mash them together in a sense. That's my that was my takeaway watching it this time. And then my memory of not another teen movie is that we are doing uh, She's All That and uh, Never Been Kissed. Is that is that the other one? Never Been Kissed? Um, uh, not another teen. <laughs> this is the soundtrack. I don't remember. Oh, I ever saw it once. The two main movies that they're parodying. Yeah, I know the first, the main one they're parodying is "She's All That," and then they have like little mini ones. And oh wait, no, it's uh, it's "She's All That" and uh, uh, uh. It's ten things I hate about you, right? No, well, no, no, no. It's "She's All That," and it's the one where it, it is the the not American Pie, but it looks like American Pie. It's um. Because you have the you have the oh. subplot with the brother. That's the the main subplot. Uh, uh, man, what is it called? What is it? Uh, not. It begins with bring an, it on. Is it bring it on? Not bring it on. Um, they do have a bring it on. Uh, scene parody scene in that movie. Um, this is gonna kill me if I don't get this. I'm sorry. And then we're gonna go to recommends. But uh, teen movies. Um, not never been kissed. It begins with an end though. Uh, I'm saying 90s teen movies because that is the main like subplot for that movie. <laughs> 90s teen movies. It's uh not Days Confused. It's uh, dang it. What is it? Can we... oh, okay, Can't Hardly Wait. That's the one. That's it. Does, have you guys ever seen Can't Hardly Wait? I've never seen it, but I know. Okay, that... I remember that now. Yeah. Yeah, that's... I remember. So Can't Hardly Wait. Those are the two movies they're marrying, which is She's All That and Can't Hardly Wait. And I think they meld those plots together. While Scary Movie, it feels like they're more flip flopping. So scary movie has more of a vignette type of feel like their skits and then they kind of come together at the end while I feel like not another teen movie feels mostly like a movie, but not to take away from either of the movies. And I think as far as like comedy wise, scary movie is funnier, but that's like my, that's like my critique at like at the very, at the end of watching this movie, I just kept thinking about not another teen movie and I was like, I feel like they married the plots better, but this movie's a lot funnier, which I like in another teen movie though. It's but none of everything lands in that one. Um, but yeah, that's I honestly forgot where I was going with that. But <laughs> as far as Doofy goes, fine character. Just um, I agree with Zarya. So it's the way he's interacted with other people that kind of makes me uncomfortable. But other than that, it's a great little parody on wanting to be the big cop and then having that be the killer. Um, I think. He probably should have been woven along with Gale. If we were able to go back, I, my suggestion to Sir uh, Keenan Ivory Wayans is to just add in a little bit more of Doofy and Gale in the th- second act, in second and third act, and then your jokes would probably round out a bit more. But other than that, Sydney gets hit by a car, and that's the end. <laughs> <laughs> and like, he's like screaming to the universe, and then boom! Like honestly. That car wanted to hit her because <laughs> she was in the street long enough to where like he the car could have stopped. The car wanted the car was playing GTA and wanted to hit her. <laughs> yeah. Just the way she just flips too. Like just like uh Carmen Electra at the beginning. She just <laughs> All right. You know well, what else was like really funny we didn't mention really quick? Yeah. The officer that helped Cindy. Yeah, he was showing her the pictures oh of himself. God, yes. Oh yeah, what with those feet? <laughs> oh god, the bikini from the bikini shots. Yes. <laughs> and bro, she's just looking at him, giving like. <laughs> I want to show you some pictures. You tell me what you think. <laughs> eh? Eh? Oh. And, and she's looking through them and giving and. It's like no. <laughs> 
All right, guys. Character. All right, guys. So, do we recommend Scary Movie from 2000? Let's start with Mom. Definitely, but not for middle schoolers. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, don't start that young, but for sure, definitely recommend. Hmm, Yeah. I mean, (laughs) you say that, but like, we have Big Mouth, but. Ooh, they oh really insane. That's how you know it's just a different world. <laughs> you guys are in a whole different world. Speaking yeah. of Big Mom, oh my goodness, <laughs> that was that would have been never heard of. <laughs> oh man, we right. were the kids of Big Mouth. Yes, <laughs> I would argue though. I would I would argue Big Mouth is way more educational. That's than- true. Yeah, right. it is. And uh, Roderick, do you recommend? Or... Absolutely. That's one of the few movies. There's probably five movies in my entire just repertoire that I can look at since forever and still genuinely laugh at. And this is definitely one of them. Oh, man. I want to know what the others are. <laughs> oh, hopefully we get to them. Oh, okay. Ooh. All right. And uh, Zarya. I'm going to go ahead and recommend it. You can't go wrong with the Waynes. Like, they're just funny people. And anything that they make, direct, produce is hilarious. Yes. yes. I wish they would get back together. All of them would get back together and make something again. Because, like, all of them on their own, it's been varying degrees of success. Marlon's really the only one still championing the comedy side of things. But his solo movies aren't as good. Um, although, didn't he dip into drama a little bit when he was on Fresh Prince? Oh, was he? Or Prince of Bel Air? He was. Oh yeah, he did. He plays the dad. Oh man. Yeah. Marlon Wayans is, I would say, is the best actor of them of the family. Yeah. Because he's got so much range. Like he can do comedy, and then I mean, if you ever seen uh, Requiem for a Dream, that movie will tear you apart, and he is a part of that. Now Damon is pretty cold too, though. Oh yeah, yeah, Damon. I don't. I, yeah. Yeah, Damon Damon Wayne's been around for a long time in comedy and action. He's good too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. See, this is why I need them all to get back together and just do something. I guess they're all have their own lives now. It's like, a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kim Wayne's, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love her. <laughs> all right. Um, as far as me. I definitely recommend this movie. Like I said, I don't recommend it for middle schoolers. Uh, (laughs) Like mom said, but still, it's still recommendable. If you have not seen this movie, check it out. It's funny. Uh, It is of a certain time, but it's kind of like the best of that time. Um, It's very hard with comedy because not everyone shares the same kind of humor, but I think this is broad enough to where you can still find at least something in this to laugh at. Um, it's just a nice little time capsule, so it, I'll recommend it, and you can laugh at the jokes with us. Um, with that being said, thank you guys for joining me on another podcast. This has been great. I started off saying we're going to keep it short, and I think we ran about two hours. <laughs> it, it didn't feel like it. Yeah, we're like right at 2.10 here. <laughs> oh, man. But thank you guys again for coming on it's it's been great mom welcome to season five we have a lot planned um we're gonna be revisiting a lot of franchises this year 
So okay. you know, I'm wait. I'm on pins and needles for a saw. Yes, we'll be getting to saw in <laughs> summer, I believe. Yeah, summer. So yeah. wait for that one. We got a few things to go through right now. We are ramping up for Scream Six. I think by the time this episode comes out, our scream, our scream, our Scream Six episode will be out before this one. So um, if you are listening to this one, go check out Scream Six. Speaking of comedies. Did you realize that Anthony Anderson was not only in the Scream series, but also in the Scary Movie universe, too? Absolutely. That's why I think he was cast in Scream 4. (laughs) That's so cool. Because he was in, uh, what, Scary Movie 3 and 4? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Speaking of uh, comedians that have turned into really good dramatic actors, too. Although he's a bit too skinny now, and it gets me worried. All right, guys. Uh, thank you for listening to another episode of the Murder Board Podcast. We're going to dip out of here, but um, have a good night. And uh, remember, I'm Gail Hailstorm, and I'm the author of You're Next. <laughs> <laughs>